salutations and shit guys welcome to another episode of travel and shit your new favorite travel podcast did i say that right i think i did your new favorite travel podcast uh more so where myself and the occasional guest will discuss more of what was experienced of travel uh versus the how-to and we mix in a little bit of you know how regular life plays out in our travel life. So for those of you that have been following along with the podcast, we know that we are happily at a year. It's a whole fucking year of this, guys. Thank you so much for fucking with the kid. Um, for those of you that are new, welcome to the crew. Um, tag along and shit. And in the spirit of newness, let me um, tell you guys that this should be the first episode that is actually going to also be on the YouTubes. Um, I'm going to put the link for that on uh, the website, which as those of you that have been here before know is dcarry.com, letter D-C-A-R-R-I-E.com. Um, because I haven't exactly figured out how I'm going to go about the YouTubes. I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress. Um, for those of you Christians, you know that whole song, uh, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. He's not. So all that being said, uh, yeah, YouTube now still on all of your other digital streaming platforms blah 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 i really hate all of this you know extra talk in the beginning and at the end but um things that need to be said this is what i'm considering the actual i guess you could say um birthday of travel and shit because this is now i want to say this is going to release on october 10th 1010 and that coincides with when I saw that I posted um last year saying that I had a podcast. So, I'm going to go with 1010 as the anniversary date. Thanks for agreeing. So, um let's jump into today's episode. I want to fucking talk about airports. It's like the elephant in the room. Everybody knows that you have to go through an airport to kind of get to your destination for the most part. Well, if you're leaving the country, unless you're doing the cruise. Side note, I have really no desire to really do a cruise. It's, um, I don't know, it feels very restrictive to me, the idea of being, of having to come back to the ship every night and like that whole extra level of, timeliness to be kept whereas if I vacation on my own I kind of feel as if I set more of more of my itinerary the way I want it to be set so that's the way it works in my mind I know a lot of people that love and swear by their cruises um, I've never been on one so I feel as if I will very likely go on one just to see if I really don't fuck with them for like for real for real but that's just an aside. That being said, if you are leaving the country, you are going to be flying out of the country. Unless, of course, you are going um, intercontinental. Is it considered intercontinental if you're within the continent? I'm a perfect inter. Is it within? 
This is me falling down a rabbit hole. If you're going from North America to South America, can you do that without a plane? Yes, you can. That's my point. You can drive to Canada. That's international. However, not the, uh, the travel I was talking about. All that being said, fucking airports. It's a necessary evil. And honestly, there are some better and then there are some that are worse than others. So let's get into it. I'm going to start by talking about my most recent trip. I just got back from Atlanta. And honestly, spoiler alert, my little cousin did an episode with me. Easy top five. When I tell you, first of all, she's the baby of the group. So she's like the miniest of the apples of my eyes. She is um, an Atlanta native and we had an incredible, incredible, incredible talk about, well, actually, I just really let her take uh, the lead. She is so fucking smart. And um, we just had a really great conversation and I really, really can't wait to share that with you guys. But in order to get there, I flew to Atlanta this time and I've been there before. I have family out there. I told y'all, was it last week or the week before? about um whatever nigga I was fucking out there um shout out to him still a good dude um but that being said two things about Atlanta one Atlanta I think it's Hartsfield or whatever it is but whatever that airport is technically called they have always been the most pleasant um airport staff that I've ever had to deal with they're always, I guess it's that Southern hospita- hospitality, can't really call exactly why or what in, you know, has them being so nice, but they are so consistently nice. Anytime I've had like, um, like a short layover before I hop on a flight to go someplace else, anytime I've been in Atlanta, they've been so pleasant from the people that are checking you at, um, you know, the security check, um, to the people that are just giving you information about, you know, uh, I know one time I had to stand on a really, really like ridiculous, obnoxiously long line. I think it took, it was like a 45 minute wait just on that line. And that was to get through customs, excuse me, in Atlanta. And there was one older gentleman that had his whole spiel like rehearsed and he had little jokes thrown in there and he had a really cool personality and it was really just a nice little way to break up the tension of bro I'm trying to catch an international flight right now but I have to stand on this bullshit ass line so that was a really great experience and all that was in Atlanta so it's been whatever time I've been there I've always had a good experience so thank you to you guys in um Atlanta's airport and I know a bunch of y'all listen in Atlanta so um yeah big ups y'all but I flew out of Newark for the first time. I live right by JFK, like right by JFK. So for me, flying out of there is always the easiest. My dad uh, will forever bitch and moan if I even suggest that I am flying out of anywhere other than JFK. And he'll always throw money at the problem. How much is the difference? Just fly out of JFK. I'll give you the money. But um, I think I mentioned it before my little brother in his ever gracious ways gifted me uh, flight money, um, but I had to it has to be used with United and they only flew to Atlanta out of uh, Newark. So free flight. Um, thank you, little brother. Appreciate you. Another spoiler episode with him coming soon. 
that's going to be fucking fun. Um, but I flew out of Newark because the flight was free, not because it was extra convenient or anything of the sort. So it made more sense to me to leave from Manhattan because I work in lower Manhattan. So it made more sense for me to leave from work than it did for me to come back home and then go all the way out there. So I schlepped my bag. I had a duffel because it was literally just the weekend. I went from Friday evening to Sunday evening. Really quick trip. I went out there with duffel. And what sucked about that trip was I think it's just a. No, it's just because I flew basic economy Um, free or not. I'm still trying to stretch that uh, monetary budget that he gave me that limit. and. There's like it already ran me two and change to get to Atlanta, which is fucking ridiculous. But it's because I had to do it last minute. All that being said, I was not allowed a standard size carry on. So I did the best I could and shoved everything into the personal size bag. It's really just a duffel bag. But as long as it meets those um, sizes, they, you know, don't give you no trouble. But. Getting to Newark was a lot easier than I expected. If you follow me on Instagram underscore decarry, um, I had on my stories uh, as I was going along the way and it actually panned out better than I expected. So I took the Eda like pen and I got on this like shuttle bus. Now, keep in mind, this is. Friday night on in New York City. So traffic. We're driving to Jersey. I was expecting the worst to top it off. It's the so the bus is like on 41st and 8th, I want to say. So you're leaving right out of Midtown. And the funny thing is, we finally get on the bus. It's supposed to leave every 20 minutes during peak time, but traffic. So we finally board and the young lady is collecting the tickets and it takes like 20 minutes for Shorty to collect these tickets. And it somewhat baffled me that it was, you know, taking this long to happen because this is an airport shuttle. And it's generally to, you would assume, be understood that everybody's in a fucking rush. Um, it's going to the airport. So you would think expeditious would be the mode of everyone's you know never never the fucking case that's only when it's somebody else that's that's only when it's you that can control what's happening so homegirl i gotta give it to her because she gave these niggas the answer that i would would have given now mind you i'm texting my best friend and i'm telling her girl sis is moving wild slow this is really starting to annoy me because my flight's in like an hour and a half and I have no idea what the security line looks like and then boom the traffic right so the uh white folk on the bus are all like is she she's taking so long hi can you move so can you move faster like I have a I have a plane to catch you know we're going to the airport <laughs> oh, they're doing all this complaining and shit right and so homegirl turns around are you driving the bus or are you gonna let the bus driver drive the bus Cause that's not how this works. The bus doesn't leave when you say it leaves. It leaves when the driver says it leaves. And I had to do a little soul clap. And um, that tickled the fuck out of me. Regardless of whether or not I was really wanting that bitch to pull off. 
calm the fuck down. You complaining about it's not going to make sure they speed up. So let it fucking go. Breathe. Can you do anything about it? No, we probably going to sit in traffic anyway. Thankfully, we didn't. We pretty much flew straight there. Don't use that to be the go by the your gauge as to whether or not you allow yourself enough time, because ultimately, even if we were late, bro, you got on a bus that goes from Manhattan to Jersey with X amount of time, depending on whether or not you could or could not have gotten there any sooner. That ain't her fucking problem. So that was uh, a really nice start to the commute. And once you get to Newark, it drops you off at all three terminals and boom, you're there. So I was hella pleased. I had um, all my questions answered really smoothly along my transition to get there. Like when I got off at Penn, I had to ask somebody where the bus was. He gave me the most concise directions that I have ever gotten and it was a breeze so getting there I will suggest if you are leaving um out of Newark and you're coming from the city the bus was like $17 one way um and then I think like plus a surcharge or some shit shit like that and um it's like $30 round trip so that would probably run you like 31 because of the um the surcharge ticketing fee or whatever so um I can suggest it that was really smooth and had a good time in Atlanta. Nothing really to, um, you know, write home about. Had a good time, hung out with my cousin, hung out with some friends and um, back home. Now, coming back home, I was a little more worried um, just because I was getting home stupid late. And I know that at a certain hour, certain things don't run the same way they do during the day. My flight got in, I want to say 1030 at night. And from there, I ended up like when I was looking at the directions on Google Maps, they made it seem much more difficult than it actually was. You get on the little tram thing that drops you off at the different terminals in the airport, not rocket science. You can jump on that from where I got where, you know, the plane dropped us and the gates and shit or whatever. It was like two stops on that tram. The gentleman was very kind at this um, juncture in my trip as well. And he was like, you go two stops, you get off, you go upstairs, buy your ticket and get on the New Jersey transit. And he said, my coworker will be there when you get off and he will further assist you if you need any help. Sure enough, coworker was there. Two stops later, I get the fuck off. He tells me, go upstairs, buy a ticket, track uh, two or whatever, track A, I don't remember. So do that. And it was literally just that simple. You took the tram through the airport. You take the New Jersey transit train to 34th Street Penn Station, jump on the Long Island Railroad, and it brought me to Jamaica Station. So I will definitely consider flying out of Newark now just because I know that it is relatively simple. It wasn't that expensive. That first bus I was telling you was like $17, $18. Then I think the New Jersey Transit, there's no fee for that tram, y'all, in the airport. You just hop on that shit for free. Um, I want to say New Jersey Transit ran me like $13, and this motherfucker had the nerve to not take the fucking ticket. I always feel like such a fucking loser when I buy a ticket and they don't check it. I'm not being a loser, but I don't want to get hit with like a $30 fee when trying to buy it on the train, but I always get pissed. And then Long Island Railroad was off peak at that time so I don't even remember how much it was might have been like eight dollars maybe five um I think it was like seven dollars 
all that being said, it was relatively inexpensive. And I think my, my Uber was probably less than $10 as well. So, um, cause I took an Uber from Long Island River to my house. Um, so Newark, now it's on my radar. Um, especially if I, um, am leaving from New York. So that mental note for you guys, especially if you've never come out of Newark before, it's, it's not terrible. I don't have any complaints about the actual airport of itself we all know we all we all know for those of us that have been to the airport maybe three times that you don't want to buy food in the airport if you don't have to oh side fucking bar before i fucking forget cap was on my flight i was so tickled by that so after all of that worry about not making it to the airport in time i ended up getting to the airport with plenty of extra time enough that I went and sat at the fucking bar. So I found my gate after I got through security. And thankfully it was a bar where I could see when the ticket agents got there. Um, and so plopped, had a beer. Um, actually I think I had like one of those rosé somethings. Like it wasn't a beer, but it was like a rosé thing. Mm, Give me a regular beer. So had a drink, actually had two drinks. And I'm minding my business. I kick back to lean and I don't know why I turn around. I think I had seen like the the chef dude looking out behind me. And for some reason I turn around and hear this nigga come walking up looking like he's got like, you know, mid-level, not maybe maybe not more than like five people around him, little entourage, just walks by, smiles, does a little acknowledgement, and I'm like, that's that nigga and i work in manhattan so you know we see famous people so it's not like oh my god oh i can't believe it you not the case it's just like oh shit a nigga i respect and um you know was relatively pleasant he wasn't walking around like he was too good to you know acknowledge people were excited to see him or anything so um that was cool and then he kind of just like disappeared to the side so i'm like interesting then as it gets closer to boarding time, I'm like, I wonder if he's going to be on my flight. I'm not sure if my, fl- my plane is boarding, but then I see him board right by the gate because, you know, some gates have more than one screen because they're different doors, blah, blah, blah. You can generally um, board the plane in the same area for different flights. And lo and behold, I walk on the plane and boom, there he is. I think his girlfriend's name is Nessa. I'm assuming that's his uh, girlfriend, could have been his assistant. I have no honest idea what she looks like. Very pretty young lady. But they're sitting there right in uh, janky ass first class. And I say janky ass first class because the entire plane was, uh, it was a really small plane. There was first class. And that's like where you have the two seats still sitting next to each other. And it's just that your seat is a little bigger and you get more attention from the flight attendants. The rest of us still only had two seats next to each other. And it was just, little small seats, but honestly, that was the most room I think I had ever, um, had on a standard, like on a flight period. I think even on Dreamliners, which are the larger planes that have like that row of four or five seats in the middle, I don't ever remember having this much leg room. So a bitch was comfy and nobody sat next to me. And mind you, this was flying basic economy. I didn't get to choose my seat. 
when I got to the gate, I was trying to tell Shorty like, hey, I never got assigned a seat because they never came to the ticketing gate for me to go to ahead of time and ask them for a seat assignment. I was worried that it was going to be a thing. It wasn't. She just picked some shit up, scanned me, told me had a nice have a nice day. And I was hella pleased. So I had the two little seats to myself. I was comfortable, went straight to sleep and Elena. So back to what I started saying before, we all know that the airline food is wild expensive. If you follow me on Instagram, you saw like the $15 sandwich that I posted um, was terrible. Um, so if you can avoid it, don't buy shit at the airport that you don't need. The food is expensive. It's not necessarily better than anything or not. Um, and only thing I would say to do is buy your drinks. The drinks are going to be the same. It, they're comparable to a regular bar. I think I paid, depending on what did I buy? The first, like the little rosé shit was maybe like $9 or something like that, nine fifty, And um, then I bought a beer after that. I think I bought like a Brooklyn, Lo- Brooklyn lager and it was maybe $8. So it's standard ass bar prices. It's nothing crazy. So I don't have any complaints about the pricing of alcohol. It's just, or beers, because I didn't even look at the alcohol menu. I'm not really an alcohol girl, guys. but. It was um, comparable, but food is always a fucking disaster. You're going to spend $3 on a bag of chips. You're going to spend $6 on a a liter of water. And um, it don't even be the fancy water, y'all. All All that being said, uh, Newark was not a bad experience. So that I am placing in my mental Rolodex because a lot of flights, well, a lot of travel um, flight plans or, you know, just a lot of things are cheaper out of Newark, but it's just inconvenient. So let me see. That's Newark. Then I had great experience because, you know, I've got an outline again for you thinking ahead of the game, you know, yay me. Then let me see what else I had. Oh, another experience I had. Usually they have like that list of things that you're not supposed to fly with. And then they post it again when you're going through security. I generally disregard it because I know I don't have any weapons on me and I don't have anything with any crazy batteries or anything like that. That being said, a lot of these will say no lighters, but I've never had anybody actually pull the lighter out and tell me that I couldn't fly with it. I try to, well, I always fly with, um, especially when I'm going international or if I'm going someplace where I don't know the people that I'm staying with. If I'm going to stay in someone else's space, I travel with sage so I can sage that bitch down and I will also travel with like um essential oils but they're in of course the right size bottles however if I'm traveling with sage I'm also going to travel with a lighter and Shanghai got me for my lighter they took everything out of my bag just to get to the lighter so keep that in mind if you don't really or if you know that you're going to be pressed for time or whatever the case may be is save yourself the headache uh, especially in international travel and pay attention to the shit in advance. I wouldn't say that it's something that you should worry yourself about, but if you need something else to think about, let that be it. What was, oh, okay, Cuba. So, hmm, huh. Cuba was interesting, y'all. Um, when I landed it was one of those things where it's like so is the airport 
open, like are people working? It was it seemed really deserted while still having mad people that worked there around. Nobody like paid you any mind. It's as if they were just like there. Um, I don't know if now, mind you, considering the political climate of the country, it could be that they're still kind of new to having, I guess, you know, tourism be. Well, no, because it's not like we as Americans are the only tourists. So I don't know what tourism is like to Cuba from other countries. Like, I don't know if Africa has a high tourist rate going to Cuba. I don't know if um, Europeans in general travel to Cuba very often. Not on my fucking radar. However, when I got there, it looked like niggas was new to it. So um, they barely made eye contact with you. Um, I don't speak Spanish, but I understand some of it. Um, And even when language is a barrier, I can somewhat communicate, for one, Google Translate. And um, two, you basically say exit. I think it's, what is it, Salida? Because, you know, leaving, you know what I mean? There's a way to um, impress upon someone that you're trying to leave or you're looking for, um, you know, a certain letter, you know? They pretty much dismissed you. It, It was very dismissive. There was also a massive, massive pile of like luggage and bags just like, piled in a corner I mean like almost to the ceiling just like shit thrown in a corner and I don't know what the fuck that was about in my mind initially I thought damn this is lost luggage is this how they sort through it and then I was thinking so like was it lost or was it taken like do I have to watch my shit even harder than I usually do like what the fuck is going on but then after the fact I remember a couple people were telling me about some of the um I don't know if philanthropy or philanthropic is the right word because I don't know if that just applies to monetary donations, but it could have been people that will bring a suitcase of extra clothes or a suitcase of items to be donated and then they just leave it at the airport and I guess an agency or somebody comes and picks it up. I don't know. But after I heard someone tell me that that is something that they had done or something they were going to do on a future trip, it kind of registered like, okay, maybe that's what it was that I was seeing. Um, because I definitely didn't know that it was a thing beforehand because I feel like it's definitely something that you can consider doing, especially if it's just going to cost you a check bag fee one way. And sometimes you have a bag that you really can do without or you know, you got luggage that's on its way out. You'd rather have a reason to buy a new, you know, suitcase. And that could be a reason. You check the bag, leave it there. All that being said, it was wildly unorganized. I have never walked back and forth through the same uh, wing of an area as many times as I did there. So you would go to one desk and they tell you, no, it's not here. Go back. Okay. You go back and no, it's over there. So you go back and then you go to a different person. No, it's over in this area. So now everybody's going this way. And so the people I was recognizing a couple of faces of the people that had gotten off the same plane. And so we're looking at each other like, what the fuck are we? What are we doing? Like we just we're all circling this bitch back and forth. One person says, oh, now I need the blue paper or I need this. Who has the blue paper? She does over there. Cuba had the worst airport fucking experience that I'd had. So if you're going to Cuba. 
bitch, the trip is worth it. Just get out of the airport. That's essentially what the name of the game is. It was not um not a very fun experience, but that was probably like my worst part of Cuba. Um so really unorganized. They're not really they weren't really nice, but they weren't exactly rude. They were just like dismissive. They just didn't really pay you any mind. And when you're trying to ask them a question, like they just blankly look at you like, why are you asking me anything? And it's just like, bro, because you work here, you know? But anyway, that's that on that. The most glamorous airport that I went to was in Qatar. And I've mentioned this a million times already. I know I have, maybe not a million, maybe four. But I've mentioned before that there are a few different airlines that offer a free city tour when you fly into the, I guess you could say, home base or into the uh, major hub or major layover space, if you will, um, for that airline. So Qatar Airways, when you land in Doha, which is the capital of Qatar, they will give you a free city tour as long as you have an, um, a layover that is anywhere from six to eight hours or longer. So I definitely took advantage of that. That was, and it's free. And they will also, in this instance, um, with Qatar Airways, they were able to comp your visa so that you can leave the airport. If you're not familiar with international travel, if you want to leave the airport, a lot of places require you to have a visa. Now, there are certain things called, uh, I think it's called like a layover visa or a conditional visa, or they're like, there's certain ways that they phrase it, but it's basically a short-term visa. So you don't have to, um, like they know that you're staying there for an extended layover per se, or if you have a short layover. So if you have like an eight-hour window or maybe a 12-hour, um, there may be one visa. So that, but the visa for this, tour in particular generally allowed for you just to leave the airport it didn't allow for you to have like free range of the city or of the country um in my case however i knew that i was going to they also all right so let me scale it back a bit they gave you options you could either just do the tour if you had like a short layover or if you didn't want to extend your layover past six to eight hours or you could still go through ktar airways and you could extend your layover for up to, I want to say, two days. What's 144 hours, 70, 96 hours? I think it was, I think it's up to 114 hours. I don't know. Double check the, um, the website. Just go to uh, Qatar Airways, Qatar Airways, however you like to say it. Um, one of them is right, I think. But go to the airline's website and look into what their... Um, policy is for the visa um i had the visa because i had the visa that said i could not only leave the airport but i was free to roam the country and that also was free they also offer a i guess you could say a voucher but they will offer lower hotel rates at still four, five, three-star establishments, depending on still, you know, what all you wanted to spend. So that being said, there are definitely ways for you to make the most out of your layover so that you don't have to spend the entire time in the airport. I think that 
layovers, extended layovers, like long layovers, 12 hours and 22 hours and 48 hours and 96 hour layovers are incredible, incredible ways for you to see more on the same dollar. Because mind you, I could have flown to Qatar, had a three hour layover and then flown and made my way out to, um, where did I go next? I think I went to Thailand. Yeah, I was in Thailand next. Cause a lot of people are just very quick to want to get to their final destination, but they're missing the opportunity to see that stop in the middle. So I personally love having a long layover because it costs the same. Uh, it doesn't call it in terms of Qatar, they let you through the website for the airline, like choose how long you wanted your layover to be within that same um, price bracket, like not bracket, but like say the ticket ran me $600, right? They let me have either the three hour layover that would then get me to Thailand sooner, or I can extend my time in Qatar, same $600 ticket, and then get to Thailand um, after the two days or however much time I spent in Qatar. I understand that sometimes if you're doing it on your own, trying to wiggle a longer layover that the pricing can change depending on how long the layover is, where it is and all that kind of shit, but still something to consider. Definitely consider uh, maximizing your time and don't look at long layovers as you being stuck in the airport. A lot of cities have a ton of shit to do near the airport. Um, and then some don't. So pay attention to what you're doing. If you only have like five hours, Keep in mind that you still have to get back. You have to get out of customs and then get back through um, to get to your flight again, guys. So those are all things to be considered in terms of leaving airports and um, seeing the city outside. But Qatar Airways is also one of those airlines. Now, there's like a ranking system. And I think that about airport star rating. Let me see if this is actually what I was looking for. Five-star airport. Not only are you a five-star chick, you can be a five-star airport. So it's called the Global Airport Quality Ranking Program. It was introduced in 2001 by Skytrax. And Qatar Airways is one of, I don't know how many, but it is um, one of few airports that has five stars. Peep game. It's a fucking hotel in the airport, y'all. Uh, there's an Hermes in the airport. I think there's a, uh, was there a Jaguar dealership? I don't know. Um, let me see if it's airports. Here we go. Middle East made it easy. Browse by rating five stars. Okay. I'll tell you five star airports. There are 12. Let's see. Russia, CIS and Central Asia. Changi Airport in Singapore. Did I fly out of that one? I don't know. No, I wasn't in Singapore. I was in Shanghai. Um, Chibu, Haikoi, Hamad, Hamad International Airport. I think it was this one. I was in Shanghai, right? Shanghai. Page one of one. So it's got to be Hamad International Airport. Let's see where this is. Yep. So. It's Hamada International Airport uh, in Doha certified with a five-star airport rating for the departure, arrival, and transfer experience. 
elevating the airport facilities, terminal comfort and cleanliness, shopping, food and beverages, staff service and security immigration. Yes. So. It's got, let's see, the lounge. Qatar Airways is also listed there. Five stars. I'm trying to see. If it had hot terminal facilities. Let's see. ATM. Those are all easy things. Children's play area, shower facilities, quiet relaxation facilities, day room facility, terminal hotel, other leisure facilities, vending machines. Vending machines is easy. Shopping selections. A uh, whole bunch of mid-price choice of luxury brands. Bruh, it, I, I just it's not giving me any more information, honestly, than that. But five stars. There are only 12 airports across the globe that have five star ratings i would really be that uh yeah that it goes all the way down to one star let's see who the one star is oh there are 12 one star reports no wait let me unclick five stars none okay cool let's see if anybody has two now i'm falling down another rabbit hole y'all are gonna come with me you know why it's my show okay so no two 76 results have three stars. I bet you JFK is on that list. Oh, Atlanta. What? Atlanta, Hartsfield. So it's Hartsfield International Airport. They've only got three stars. Three stars. Can I just search by airport? Let's see if I can find JFK. Three stars, just like I thought. So, JFK has three stars. Smotherfuck them. They're very close and hella convenient. Um, so, JFK, three stars. Qatar, Hamad International Airport, five stars. They've got luxury high-end shit in there to buy. That has nothing to do with me. But it, it's just one of those things that they were very proud to, you know, what do you call it? Advertise all over the place. It was not exactly the most simple to navigate. I will say that um, it took me a little bit of time to find the little area desk thing that offered the free tour. But it happened because I experienced it. Um, let me see. So Qatar was the most glamorous. Uh, they offered the tour. I told you about all that stuff. Norway. I didn't really know until then that airports can actually close. So it was technically open. Like you can walk into the airport. You can walk out of the airport. I was always aware that there would be, um, you know, like the food vendors and shit like that. Like I've been in JFK where you can't eat anything because it's after maybe one o'clock or whatever or whatever hour it is and they ain't selling shit that's it everybody's going home except for ticketing agents and uh, i guess essential personnel right well in norway i got into the airport but there was nobody fucking there like nothing was there no ticketing agent now mind you it was also very small um there was nobody there except for other rando travelers that were sleeping in the airport. And I think I was there for maybe five hours. 
I feel like anything more than five hours would have been fucking ridiculous for me to even stay there. But I was there for quite a few hours and I just slept in the airport um, because at that point it didn't make sense for me to take a taxi after the beautiful Northern Lights tour that I experienced. It didn't make sense for me to experience that and then um, come all the way back to the host to the Airbnb and then to try to go back to the airport. I would have had to pay for, you know, more than one taxi. It just didn't make sense. So I stayed in the fucking airport and it was really strange to me to not see any airport staff at all. Nobody was cleaning shit. Nobody was showing up early and, you know, getting to their post and taking their time. It wasn't a fucking person in there that worked there, except for other people that were sleeping in the um, in the airport. So I just lined up some chairs. That's when I ended up booking wherever I stayed in. What was the next country I went to? I think it was like Austria. Yeah, I think I left from Norway to Austria because I'd already had everything booked in Rome and then I did London. So I ended up booking the hostel that I was staying at in Austria, looked up some shit that I might have done and went to, fell, went to sleep. Like I put my luggage like in the corner by my feet, put my feet on top of my luggage, put my backpack under my head. And I went, you, you watch like, you know, TV and you listen to the tricks that like other homeless people tell homeless people when they become new homeless people. Sad, but I was aware. Keep all my shit tight, you know? But so that was Norway. and. So I see that I had a cute little note here. I'd love to see entertainment in the airport. You know, you got to be there for an extended amount of time. People always have delayed flights. But I guess it's one of those things where you can't please everybody. But if they had somebody doing like, you know, somebody playing the piano. Like I was in when I came up the stairs in where was that Penn Station? I think it was Penn Station. We all know that in the subway, there's always niggas singing and dancing and all types of shit, right? Some of them better than others. Like I actually had a guy on my train yesterday that was really good. So I gave him a dollar and I told him he was really good. All that being said, we know people are in the airport for wild amounts of time. I think it would behoove the airport to maybe have something for niggas to listen to, perhaps. Whether it be somebody just playing a little piano, a little jazz man or something like that. Or just have somebody occasionally singing. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it would be little cutesy way for um people in the area that wanted to sing or whatever you know like it could they, i'm certain that they could find talent that would do it for free you know what i mean i don't know if there's any type of insurance or liability but then i guess you gotta set up the speakers and that's something that'll drown out people listening to stuff about their flights i don't know the thought but I don't think that it's some well, in those in the what do you call it area where you eat like in those cafeteria areas where, you know, there's like mad shops and mad food like you barely hear anything over um, those speakers in that area of the terminal. It's more near to my experience or at least to what I'm paying attention to. That could be it. But I think I'm gonna look at that. And on the next trip that I take. Also to note. Plenty of airports have what you would consider a baggage hold for long layovers so when i was in i was planning to when i was planning to go to mexico and that got totally shit on while i was stuck in peru won't get back into that um oh i would mention though since i brought it up 
If you end up getting delayed, if your flight is for whatever reason um, held up, speak to your ticketing agent about how they're going to compensate you. I've seen so many um, emails and links and random things about as your flight from to Europe been delayed, you could be owed $2,000 or some shit like that. All that being said, don't let them just tell you, yeah, your shit's not leaving for seven hours and then you go sit on a chair. They should be paying for a hotel or they should be giving you a flight voucher, um, especially if it's late at night. I know that when I went to Peru, when I was leaving Peru, I was supposed to uh, get to Mexico. I want to say, I don't know, uh, really early, maybe like 6 a.m. arrival or something like that. But it turns out my uh, plane was going to be leaving eight hours later than it was scheduled to leave. So what they did was they offered me either a hotel voucher or I could get a voucher to like a food voucher, but it would be a voucher also to their, um, their lounge, like, you know, where you go be comfortable. I chose that because I, a hotel would have been cool and all, but I would have then had to pay for a taxi. You ain't getting no more money out of me. I'm fucking here. So I chose that and it came with free food, came with drinks, but not, you know, nothing alcoholic or whatever. It was just um, sodas, juice, water, shit like that. Um, but we again, no airport food is wild expensive. So it ended up for me being a best case scenario. A lot of those lounges also have not necessarily just like quiet rooms, but there was a space where they had uh, like little beds. So niggas could lay out. I ended up just laying out, not laying out, but like getting comfortable as comfortable as I could in like some of the little armchairs and stuff they had. And um, that wasn't exactly the most comfortable experience, but food, bro. I didn't want to spend any money on food. So that being said, back to my anticipated trip to Mexico. I was supposed to go to Mexico and I was intending to leave my bag um, at. there's like a baggage check that some airport I think all it would make sense if all of them had but I don't want to don't quote me on that a lot of airports I do know will have a baggage claim so or not claim but like a check so that if you are going on say a six hour um tour or excursion or whatever like a long layover you don't have to carry your luggage with you So look into that when you're traveling. If you find that you've got a long layover and you think that you may want to go out and do something, look and see if there's some place where you can check your bag. Sometimes it's a locker system. Sometimes it's um, a desk or a kiosk that you go up to and you speak to somebody, they give you a ticket, whatever the fuck their methodology is. It's just an inexpensive way for you to not have to carry all of your stuff around with you. So there's that on that. Look into it if it's of something that may be, if it's something of use to you. Let me, there was another one thing to, um, oh, final thing. So apparently you're supposed to tip the baggage checkers on the curb to avoid overage costs. I've never done that. I just learned about that not too long ago on, um, somebody's Instagram post. I added it to my stories. Be sure to check up with the, check up with my stories because occasionally there's useful information and not just fuck shit, right? But apparently you're supposed to tip those baggage people on the curb 
so that if it's a little over, knock them off with a little something and they'll check your shit for you. For the most part, I think I've only had to pay overages maybe, I don't think ever. I think I actually took shit out the bag the one time I was close to it. But I've definitely had somebody say or give me the look like, now girl, and just be like, all right, yeah, here, I'll give it to you anyway. So shout out to all of y'all that are still people and that look out for regular just people that uh, are a little overzealous with the pack, you know? Um, So be nice to people. That's one thing that I have and can honestly say probably helps me out in a lot of different situations is that I'm just fucking nice. I start with pleasantries. Hey, how are you? Regardless of how the fuck my day is going, I always just try to really be nice to people. Hey, how you doing? Wait for an answer. All right, well, have a good day. Enjoy your stay. Or, you know, is there a way that you can? Or how may I, um, how am I able to X, Y, and Z? Just talk to people like you want to be spoken to, you know? And um, I've generally gotten away with some shit that uh, I should have paid extra for. Or if you have like an extra bag that you're not really supposed to, but it's not too crazy. So I remember one girl, in Thailand made me check, um, not check, but she, no, shorty did make me check my shit, but it was something that I had extra. You know how, if you go to the airline and you buy something and they give you like a reusable bag. So I had put extra shit in that. And then I had my backpack and then my carry on. She was just like, you have three bags. And I'm like, yeah, but it's an airport bag. She's like, you have three bags. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, but it, you have three bags. Cool. So I ended up having to repack things, move this here, put that there. It didn't take too much because literally I had like maybe a shirt and like four things in the bag. But it's just the fact that some people go hard about doing their job. Is there anything wrong with that? No. Is there shit that's annoying about it? Fuck yes. So that being said, I would like to take this second to say thank you to those of you who have let me personally D through when I probably shouldn't have been able to get through. You know what I mean? That bag that should have been gate checked, but you said, guys, sis, you good? Thank you. I fucking appreciate you. And I hope we meet again. You know, this way I continue to slide. And then I can hopefully continue to put a little pleasantry in your day, a little positivity, because I, I, I think that I'm nice, you know? But um, yeah, so that's my airport episode. I hope it was useful. I feel like I left you with a, couple of pieces of information that you could use and um be sure to what do i finish off with right instagram underscore d carry or travel and shit t-r-a-v-e-l the letter n s-h-i-t um then an underscore what else instagram Go to dcarry.com so that you can check out the um when I finally figure out what I'm doing with YouTube because I'm on YouTube now. So some of you have been asking, hey, how can I watch? And I'm like, oh, you can't watch. It's a podcast. <laughs> you listen. And they're like, oh, okay. And so here we are. Now you can watch and you can listen. So um, thanks. Appreciate you. Really excited about a year. And um, so that's my thing. Now that we're at a year, I'm also on YouTube.
And there's also a special project that I have coming that's going to be soon. Maybe when this goes, I don't know. Yeah, I think this is, I think it coincides. Go to dcarry.com. Follow me on Instagram. It'll, it'll all make sense. I promise. Cause this is recorded in advance. All right. That's it. Thanks. Bye.